week, this morning, and then I got to teach a, a, a thing last night. And I was sharing with my wife, I said, man, I'm so nervous about last night. And I, even Tracy uh, Wilstadter, our admin assistant that keeps us straight, as you guys know here, I'm telling her, you know, the crowd last night was tough. I was worried about talking to them. This morning, it's not so bad. You know, you guys got your coffee. You're sitting down. You're pretty much going to sit there. You're going to basically be quiet and listen and pay attention for the most part. You know, you might whisper, gonna, but you're not going to throw things at me probably and, uh, or at each other. And, um, you know, when it's all done, even if you really don't get that much out of it, you, you're probably going to clap for me. We might even pray at the end. And so it's not that rough really being here. But last night was different. It's tough. I had these uh, fourth and fifth graders I was giving a lesson to. And I'm telling you what, I mean, they are restless. You know, you don't keep their attention. They're talking. They're going back and forth. They're fiddling with their stuff. You know, I'm sitting there, hey, hello, who's talking? Pay attention. Can you hear me? Is everybody listening? You know, I got to raise my hand so they can hear. And uh, one of the people in the audience was my son. So that makes it even worse because I got to go home with that guy. And, and if I mess this thing up, I got to live with him. And all his buddies are going to say, man, your dad is lame. And so the pressure was kind of on. I felt like I needed to make sure I did okay with these guys. And so uh, it was interesting. I was reflecting what we were talking about. So this was for uh, trail life. It's kind of like the Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, but it's a Christian version. It's really neat. We get together, and we get to do all the fun stuff, camping out, building things, learning about life, being boys and men together. And uh, so the lesson last night that we talked about was simple tools. So I got to bring uh, wrenches and hammers and chisels and a big pulley system that we put a big uh, set of uh, a bucket in, really heavy, had them lifted up and connected the pulley, and we lifted it and showed, look, look how these simple tools make your life so much easier. And... You know, the guys, their eyes are big because they haven't played with the double pulley and things. It was, it was fun. And the neat thing about the trail life is you get to bring it back into Scripture and talk about the tools that the Lord gives us. So we finished with Ephesians 6 and talked about the armor of God and the sword of the Spirit. And we talked about that and how God is a God of organization and uh, that he equips us with those these tools for life, for living our spiritual life. And, you know, you think about what we're doing here with spiritual disciplines, it's the same thing. As God has given us these tools, prayer, meditation, you know, memorization, the community that, that we're in here, all these things we've been talking about, they're here to equip us for greater spiritual life for a deeper walk with Christ, to empower us for living. And so this morning, we're going to be talking about guidance. And I'm thinking, what in the world is guidance? When you see that as a discipline of guidance, I'm like, you know, if I'm standing up here, one of you guys comes up here and says, hey, Lord gave me some guidance for you. I was praying last night, and the Lord told me it's time for you to leave uh, church and go, go back to the army. I'm like, excuse me? So the Lord was speaking to you about, I'm like, I'm standing right here. 
I've got access to, to the Lord. I wish he would tell me. I hope that you got your word of the Lord like from Scripture or from something like that. But, I mean, I get a little suspicious if I think somebody's been praying and they said the Lord has been talking to them about, about me. I mean, I don't know about you. I can, Wait, Dallas, where are you? See, the guy has spoken to me about the men's director. You know, um, God, the thing about guidance is the Lord does speak to us, doesn't he? I mean, we, we all are sealed with the Holy Spirit if we know Christ. And there is a sense of Emmanuel, God with us, God with us and dwelling amongst us. And that is more what we're talking about than some pastor up here calling out people saying how the Lord's speaking to me for you or for you getting this, this word of the Lord for somebody else. That's not really what we're talking about with guidance. We're talking about more about living in community, more about how we're accountable to one another, about how God designed us to live in relationship with each other. You know, back in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created. He created the heavens and the earth, and it was beautiful, and it was wonderful. And he, he goes all through creation. You guys know the story, and he ends with how it's very good after he creates man. Everything is good. And you flip the page, go to chapter 2, and then you get the first time that God says something's not good. And we know what that is. It was because man was alone. And we're created in God's image to be like him. And part of that is we need relationships with other people. We live in communities. God lives in community with himself, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's how he's designed us is to live in community with one another. That's why he created uh, Eve. He put Adam to sleep and he created her so they could live in relationship together, to work together, to be fruitful and multiply, to glorify the Lord, to reflect back to him. And that's what we're talking about with guidance here, is living in community, living together, being accountable to one another, encouraging one another, spurring one another on. And it's, this is in a section of corporate disciplines. So we're talking about corporate guidance, how we as a body of Christ live and work together, as well as how we're guided individually in our walk. So it's kind of, there's both and there. Um, in, in Foster's book, he doesn't lay out a separate discipline for mentorship or discipleship. Like we have that mentorship program here in the men's ministry. He doesn't lay that out, but he does lay this out as, as guidance. And, that, and so um, that is what we're going to talk about. Let me give you some examples before we go forward. So you think about the Israelites in bondage in Egypt. And God guided them out of that in community. He had the cloud in front of them. They were all focused in in the same direction as a group. And individually they followed along in the community of the group and got us together under the Lord. That's the kind of idea of guidance that we're talking about. Uh, Spiritual gifts is another idea on that. The Lord equips each of us when uh, when we're born again with unique gifts and he's designed those what? So that we work together, so that the body functions together well. 
And as we're in community, as we're guiding and grinding against one another, uh, we, we walk deeper with them and we walk in the same direction together, encouraging one another. The local church commissioned Paul and Barnabas when they w went out on their missionary journeys. They come together and they bless them. They encourage and acknowledge their skills and their talent and their mission from the Lord to go out and reach people for Christ. And we still emulate that today. We ordain pastors. We commission our missionaries. We commission our elders and our deacons to serve us. It's a public acknowledgement of their uh, calling into that kind of a service. And so they don't do that alone. They don't get this guidance and get this vision from the Lord to go do that and then head out on the mission field on their own. No, they do that in community. They do that under the guidance of the local body of Christ. And so that's the kind of accountability and, that we're talking about this morning. So you're saying, okay, let's take a little peek, see what kind of things Scripture has to say about this. This is one of my favorite sections here in Hebrews 4, or uh, 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. How to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Not forsaking our own assembling together. Not going out on our own. Not being the wild long ranger. Long ranger even had Tonto. It's not being on our own. It's assembling together. Not giving that up as is a habit of some, because it is tempting to do this, do things on our own, isn't it? I mean, we like to be independent and to make our way. That's one of the challenges with his discipline. But encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. And Jesus talked about this a little bit. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. There's power in numbers, right? There's power in being with your brothers in Christ, praying together. This is why we have small groups and tables, uh, time together, because there comes power and insight when we're gathered and, and sharing with one another. Proverbs is rich with things that are relevant to this. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. How many of you guys have been in the military? We don't make plans. The commander doesn't make his own plan. And if he does, he usually doesn't succeed unless he shares it with the staff. And the staff goes out and does their hard work and comes back in and they counsel together to make a better plan. And that's, that's an idea of what we're talking about. Iron sharpens iron, one of our favorite verses in the men's ministry. So... You say, all right, this is what we're talking about. Now, it can be challenging to do this. Do I really need to do this? We talked about it a little bit already. I mean, we want to be respected as men. Paul talks about that in Ephesians 5, and we talk about that in marriage all the time. Love and respect. What do guys want? They're going to choose respect over love almost all the time because that's how God's wired us. Is, is that's what we need. But if we're going around seeking guidance all the time, sometimes that goes against our feelings of self-sufficiency or uh, our independence, our strength, our respect. So it's, it does require a certain amount of humbleness to activate this discipline, to live it out. 
And yet, uh, we all struggle with decisions in life, don't we? I mean, it's hard. I just sent uh, my 18-year-old girl out to Los Angeles for college first time. That was a hard decision. And we needed input from others to make sure that we were thinking straight and that does the Lord really live in Los Angeles as much as he lives in Virginia? I mean, I'm not sure. So, it's a hard decision. And, but, you know, because we sought out counsel, and I can hear your response, I have confidence in, in her decision, and she's doing well. She's thriving right now. She could fail, uh, but I know that, the, that she's in the Lord's hands. And we, we sought that decision out with guidance from other people to make sure that uh, she was going to be okay. And there's other things. When we work on staff here, we work together. We put together plans uh, together and guidance with one another to make them the best that they can be. So... These decisions are going to affect our family the rest of our life. And you all have decisions that you need to make. Probably. Not really probably, right? Everybody does. In a room like this, 70 or 80 men gather together. I mean, we got men in here. We're struggling with our marriages, with our relationships. And we're thinking about what to do about that. That's hard for our kids. We're about rebellious teenagers. They're straying. We see what's happening with them. Or they're trying to make a decision about what's next in their life. Or they're struggling in their marriages. Some of you have kids that are old enough. They're like that. And how do you help them? Or maybe you're in the middle of a job transition or something, and you're trying to figure out what's next in my life. You know, I've been spending 20 years doing this army stuff or something else in life, but now I feel like it's time to transition. So how do you do that on your own? God's designed us to do it together. And it's important because that decision is going to affect not only you, but it's going to affect those that you love. And so... And for the rest of their lives. So you want to do it well. You want to make good decisions. And it's important. Now there's other practical uh, reasons about why we should be living in community. We don't have all the answers on our own. Those who trust in themselves are fools. You know, Self-deceit is easy. We can easily talk ourselves into something that we think is right if we're not being sensitive to others around us and, and what, their, what their input is into our life. Uh, you know, for me personally, when I was trying to decide what to do after coming out of the Army uh, for 20 years, I had been feeling this increasing urge to transition from my military career out into a ministry. 
That's where my heart was, and I felt this increasing tug for that. But, you know, I never, ever, never would have made that transition if it hadn't been as a part of this body of Christ. Men in this room that encouraged me towards making that transition, that affirmed me to being in the ministry. Uh, This whole body of Christ together, the opportunities that the Lord gave me to work here, be trained here within this body of men, and then to be affirmed by that, by the council of elders and by the pastors here to come on staff. Never would I have ever done that on my own. How could you can't even do that kind of thing on your own? You have to be affirmed by those that are speaking into your life and around you. And it's not, I'm not special in that sense. That's for all, all of us in these kind of life-changing decisions. And... It's a blessing that it turned out for me the way it did. You know, sometimes even I can sit here and I see my buddies that I still got in the military and I see some of the decisions that are being made, and it's frustrating. I'm thinking, man, if I was there still, I could help. I could do something to try to influence and and serve and support and do this better. But, um, you know, one of the things, or I can have doubts. There's bad days and there's good days. I love being at this church and I love being a pastor here. I really do. I mean, it is a blessing. It's a privilege. It's an honor. But there's days when there's discouragement. But, you know, when those days come, I can always look back on when I was hired here and affirmed and ordained and know that this is where God wants me and has me. It's an assurance. It's kind of like when somebody gets baptized, we do it in public. It's a public acknowledgement of their commitment to Christ. And if they, all of us face doubts in life and doubts about our faith at different times in life, if you've been publicly baptized in front of a group of believers, in front of a community, you can always look back on that when Satan's telling you, no, you're not, you're not really a Christian because of what you did. You've got this community of affirmation, this time that you can go back to and be encouraged and assured of where you are in your faith and that you are the Lord's. There's a lot of power in that, and a lot of power in living in community. So, sometimes we don't ask, should I be doing this thing? Because we don't really want an answer. You know, we want more like somebody to make sure they approve us on what we've already decided than maybe being receptive to some other insights that we haven't thought about. So it can be a challenge. Uh, But we are fallible. We make mistakes. And if we only lean on our own guidance, then it can be really difficult sometimes because self-deceit is easy. So how does this work? Some practical things about how this works. Well, there's two, two kind of decisions that we're kind of talking about here. There's moral decisions where you're choosing between right and wrong. You're choosing between, I'm really distracted in my life, and my wife is not really meeting my needs, and this other friend, and how close, how, you know, how much can I share with her? You know, or sin that's involved in your life. I mean, there's moral decisions that we make between right and wrong that we need. Sometimes we need clarity on and we need help. And then there's other things that are more practical. 
You know, what kind of car should I buy? This is not right or wrong. House, or necessarily, you know, some of these, not necessarily right or wrong, some of these decisions like um, making a job transition or disciplining your kids, I mean, you could, you could be out of bounds spiritually in the way that you did that. But we're talking about some practical things. So you want to keep the kind of decisions that you're needing to make. You want to seek the right kind of help. If you're struggling with something in your spiritual life, you're not going to go to a bunch of your unbelieving friends. And, you know, you might not go to somebody that's never um, bought a car before for advice about cars. So when we're seeking guidance out, we want to seek the right folks to be in community with and the right people about the kind of questions that we're going to ask. You think about um, Reboam back in Second Chronicles 10, Solomon's uh, son, he had a decision to make about the Israelites and they were asking for a little more mercy and he, he didn't listen to his father's wise advisors. And things didn't, he wasn't listening to the right counsel. So there is a a point about being sensitive to the kind of decisions you need to make and then the people that you're going to talk to about it. But then there are other challenges with that as well. We're talking about living in community and, and doing things in community, as a community, but sometimes that can get, uh, the community can go astray astray if, if a leader is trying to take charge and he's not listening to counsel and he's not under God's guidance. Uh, hard-hearted or resistant community, that group think, it starts going, listen to this guy, well, we're not going to live in community and do the right thing, and so that can cause us trouble. You steer down the wrong path with biblical truth, and we're all fallible, we're all going to have different opinions, we all come from a different perspective, and so sometimes we, have, we do have honest disagreements. Paul and Barnabas disagreed about whether to take John Mark with them on the second missionary journey. And, you know, you can argue about it all the time, but that's not necessarily a spiritual problem with either one of them. They had a difference of opinion. And so how do we work through that when we have a difference of opinion? We pray and we seek unity through the Holy Spirit. I love this example that we had in Scripture about, uh, or not in Scripture, that uh, Rogers, that Foster quoted. He talked about, uh, you know, look, I don't feel right about this course of action. Can we pray together? Can we work together till the Lord gives us a sense of peace? You know, we're supposed to live in community with love for one another. Uh, being sensitive to the insights of spiritual is uh, another help on trying to enhance our unity and always going back to Scripture. So, what is this all about? This discipline of guidance, um, it's living in community with one another as we're all guided by the Holy Spirit so that we're empowered and equipped to serve Him in a deeper and more meaningful way in our personal lives and as a corporate body. It's a corporate discipline. Living life together with other men, not in isolation. I know that each of you have challenges in your life. 
transitions to make, decisions to make about what's next, I encourage you to seek out uh, one another and to live your life in community. And so the word, God did give me sort of a, a word for you this morning in that sense because we have questions that are going to challenge you in that. I ask you to reflect on that a little bit with your tables. Think about something that you need guidance about and share it. F- figure out who it is that you, you need to speak into your life and share it with them. Thanks for listening to me this morning. Thank you for being here being part of this great community.